What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Here, this podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, what's up, incredible people? I am Emma Mae McDaniel. That's still just so fun to say, and I'm so thankful that you have joined me on the Have You Heard podcast. I have to say that this episode is one that has been a long time coming and I am so excited because we are talking about the gospel today. We're talking about what it looks like to practically share the gospel in everyday conversations with everyday people and to have that conversation I thought of no better person than to have my dad Jason Jenkins on the podcast with us. So friends y'all y'all tune in on a good day. Grab your headphones and let's get into the word. dad (laughs) oh dad okay tell people a little bit about who you are and I just really feel like it would be cool that you share with people how you came to know God and how you came to love him just because today we're talking about sharing our faith with people and to share your faith with people you have to have Hmm. faith of your own so tell people who you are and how you came to know the Lord so um Emma's dad. I'm Jason Jenkins, and there really wasn't ever a season that I think back in my life that um, I didn't know the Lord or walk with the Lord or um, hear the Holy Spirit, or there were several seasons that I ignored it and tried to push it away, but having a constant relationship with Him, um, it grew, and it grows. So... um, but uh, I was probably 12 or 13 whenever I said, you know, I, I need to, I want to make sure. And so I did all the steps that I thought I had to do to make sure that I was saved and um, mm-hmm. in my best understanding. And then whenever I was about 20, I had lived a season from 14, 13 to 20 that was full of just bad decisions. And so um, it was really a moment of, um, saying, this is what I want. This is who I want to be, uh, for the rest of my life. And then probably at year 30, 32, 33, somewhere up in there, um, it was another, okay, I've been really good at being religious, but I really never knew the man, Mm -hmm. Christ Jesus. And what does that look like? And so, um, there was another, uh, season of, not rededication or I'm not sure what you call it, but it was saying, okay, regroup. Who are you? What are you doing? And in that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning still now I'm 46 and I don't know if there's time for another rededication, but it's probably an everyday occurrence that Mm -hmm. I'm regrouping saying Jesus is Lord of the day and of me. Yeah. That's encouraging 
because I th- I think sometimes it's so easy to see it as okay, it happened at this time and this day and now like I'm never supposed to mess up again or I'm never allowed to re- regroup again because as of right here, right now, like we're set. Yeah. And while yes, it is a serious commitment mm. and your life mm. for eternity is changed forever, like you are now like sealed in God's spirit and seen by God and accepted because he sees you through the blood of his son, but it's a day by day regroup. It's a day by day journey and learning. And I love how you just hit on that to let people know, like may you be encouraged that the grace Mm. of God is sufficient for you for the day by day Mm. journey. Yeah. And it's not even just a a day by day. I mean, it's, um, it's minute by minute. Yeah. It's sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, I, I leave the house. It's like, okay, regroup. <laughs> um, and somebody's sitting at a green light and won't go. It's like, Jesus Lord. <laughs> it's like, what are the things that get me frustrated in, in my flesh? And so it's a constant dying to that. Yeah. I don't know if you've felt this way, but that just encourages me personally. Cause I will sometimes be so hard on myself that if I, have a just a tough mm-hmm. moment or mm-hmm. I have a selfish moment or I get in my head in some way, even it's at the start of the day, it's like I if I'm not careful and intentional to like take a deep breath and let myself regroup, then it will steal my whole day. And it yeah. is so encouraging to have like like I think it's in Second Timothy two where Paul said, I like I pray that you may have an understanding of God's grace, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that you do have the freedom to say, no, I, my whole day is not ruined. Like let's, let's keep going right here, yeah. right now. And it's not that one, once upon a time I gave my life to Christ. It's a daily, I'm giving my life. Mm-hmm. It's a constant occurrence. It's a walking with them and dying to self. The flesh wants to take over quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I Something that I was really excited to talk about is the fact that not only have you taught me through your words that just in our day-to-day conversations and, and things you've spoken over my life, but also just as I've watched you live your life by example, you've taught me so much about how to not be consumed with worrying about what people think of me, (laughs) being confident in who God originally made me to be and not being so caught up in caring about the different opinions that people have of me. And I wanted to ask you and have you share like, how did, and I'm sure it's a, like we were talking about just a day by day, but how did you kind of come to this place? What did the journey look like for you of not being so consumed with caring what people think about you? Mm -hmm. Um, that, like you said, that too is also a journey. And um, it was the season of about at the age of 30 or so. Um, Mom and I had been married for 10 years ish. And um, we, we had just gotten to the point where um, we didn't know if we were going to make it in our marriage. And I looked at my life and looked at being a father and looked at being a husband and it appeared I had everything together and we had the land and the house and uh, kids were in private school and we were making plenty of money. And it was like, we have the, 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 the perfect image of what you would think is the American dream. And our marriage was falling apart. So it's like, okay, if I'm, if I'm religious playing the game, living up to what 
the world is saying I'm supposed to be. I look exactly how they're saying I'm supposed to look. I'm in the I'm I'm living the perfect life, but I was really religious in my journey with the Lord. I didn't really know him as the man who died for me and was buried and rose from the grave. I just knew I had to perform yeah and get it right to be right with him and then if it all looked right then it was um okay you're in but when the marriage started falling apart it's like i have all this together but she wants to leave and this is a painful subject but it's like when you're religious and you and everything is falling apart it's like okay I'm fixing if that's what caused this and this that's what helped that's what led to this part of the journey mm-hmm. then I don't want to be that anymore. Yeah. And living up for people's approval, being the little brother, being the one that thought I never mattered, being the one that wanted to um be all of these things, it's like I wanted to look what they said I was supposed to look like. And whenever I took that out of my life saying, I don't care what people think. I'm just going to love God, love people, and I'm going to grow my beard out, and I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I hate ties. I'm not going to be found in a suit unless it's a wedding and my daughter asked me. (laughs) And so it's those kind of moments like, yeah, I don't care what you say. You have no say-so in where my journey is with the Lord. That's between him and me. That song that says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses Mm. and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me. So this journey that I have with the father of just walking and talking and living, Jesus, what would you do? Jesus, how would you do this? I'm not going to let America or man tell me what I'm supposed to look like and be and do, Mm -hmm. or this image that is portrayed, this fake on um, social media tells me this is what you're supposed to be and look like and do, and this is how you do it. But when I'm walking with the Lord and he says, this is how I want you to look and be and live and do, man, what a peace that comes over me. There's a great peace and falling in love with how the Father leads you and not the world leads you. Because you're never enough when the world leads you. You'll never be enough. You'll never be able to do it right. Because guess what? They're going to always expect more and want you to change. And today, that green shirt is beautiful. Tomorrow, it's ugly. Get on a pink one. Why do you wear green every day? And so it's like, I'm going to grow my beard out. I don't care what you say. I'm going <laughs> to, it's like, I, I'm not going to live by how you say, um, because it's exhausting. It is so tiring, so draining. Yeah. And then you look up and it's like, who actually am I? Yeah. I was what everybody else said I should be, but I never actually figured out who I am and like what I'm about and yeah. what I'm here for. And all of those things are so important. And I, I know that in this context of scripture, Jesus was talking about, um, money, but he talks about how like you can't serve two masters, like you can't serve both God and money. And I think that's the same for you can't serve both like people being your master and God being your master. Like mm-hmm. in Galatians one ten, Paul says, am I here for the approval mm-hmm. of people? No, I'm, I'm here for the approval of the Lord. If I were here for the approval of people, I would not be a servant of Christ. It's like I'm able to serve people better and love people better and honor people mm. better whenever Christ is my master. Mm-hmm. 
And man. What yeah. a beautiful segue talking about the gospel and talking about how um, how Jesus did what he did. And whenever I become a, an ambassador of the king and a follower of him and I'm clothed with Christ, mm-hmm. it's like if I'm clothed with Christ and my feet are going where he wants me to go, my eyes are looking at what he wants me to look at, my ears listen to what he's wanting me to hear and I'm, an, I'm aware of what's around me and my hands give and they touch and they take care of and they love. I'm clothed with Christ. So it's like, I am no longer obedient to this world. And Paul is reminding them in Romans, in Romans 6 saying, don't you know you died to your flesh? You, when you were buried in baptism, you died to that old man. So it's like reminding myself, man, okay, Okay, it, it's about the Lord. It's yeah. about Christ. What is he telling me? Who does he say I am? How does he love? How does he give? How does he do all of the things that we're asked to do? Yeah, and that goes into like, you have to let that fear of what people will think down whenever you are going to share your faith with people, whenever you are going to share the gospel with people. And I think a lot of people listening, they love God and they care about sharing their faith, but so easily and so often we get in our head fearful of what are they going to think? Am I going to have enough knowledge? Am I going to be able to answer their questions? Am Mm -hmm. I, I, all of these different what ifs and the the fear that holds us and paralyzes us from Mm -hmm. being bold Mm -hmm. and and unhindered and sharing the gospel as Jesus has commanded us to do. And so how would you encourage people listening? Like, what does it look like to share this faith without fear of what people will think, but I love them too much to keep this good news from them? Mm. That's a great question. And one of the answers that I go to immediately, or one of the verses that I go to immediately is in John chapter seven or Luke chapter seven. And it's around verse 36, where he's talking about the adulterous woman that comes in and he shares this story of, um, in, in scripture, it talks about the story where Jesus is anointed by the, the adulterous woman, by the sinful woman. And all of these guys are sitting around watching this lady, this prostitute at Jesus's feet, washing his feet with her hair and with her tears and pouring oil on him. And they're saying, don't you know what kind of woman this is? And he says, let me tell you a story. Then he goes into the story of a man that owed money, two guys that owed the owner money of this property, of this house, of this land. And he he forgave one that owed like $5. And then he forgave the one that owed $5 million. Let's just say it was five million. And then he asked the question, who was more grateful? And he says, probably the one who owed five million. And he's like, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner because he says the one who loves little. The one who is less grateful, Mm -hmm. the one who is less grateful has sinned less, but the one who has sinned more would be more grateful. And so you start thinking about those who share the gospel and those who want to share the gospel. When you've gone through the the 
the life that I have. You and I are two different stories. I have a life of immorality. I have a life of um, being arrested before. I have a life of um, pornography. I have a life of um, seeing things that are just hideous and painful. And, and I look at the forgiveness that Jesus gave me for being that man and making the decisions I've made that are drastic to my family, that could have cost me everything we have, who we are, sitting here on a podcast, um, talking about the Lord a lot. And you have sin in your life, yeah. but it's nothing drastic like, but you are a rare breed of being grateful for what Jesus did for you, although those things seem not as big as what I do. But me, that's why I sit with alcoholics or people that have been through divorce or affairs or whatever struggle they may have, mm-hmm. and they're just in tears. They're so grateful. There's a, Why? Because they've been forgiven for great things. So I have to think about whenever you ask that question of, how do I share the gospel? How do I? T- I'm never going to share the gospel with anyone until I'm grateful for what he brought me out of. Number one thing is being grateful for what the Lord brought me out of. Mainly, yeah. he forgave a wow. lot. And for what he's forgiving in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's a big pile of mess that he said, I've got it. I've got it. So if I'm never grateful for what he brought me out of, I'll never share. Number two, if I, if I don't love people, if I really don't love people, I'm never going to want to share the gospel with people. I don't care about people. I'm not going to share the gospel with you. And So I have to ask, am I grateful for what he brought me out of? And do I love people? If I, if either one of those are off, I'm never going to talk about the Lord. I just want to live my life, work and go to bed, live my life, work, go to bed, leave me alone. I don't have anything. Well, but when I'm grateful, (laughs) I can't shut up about it. I can't, it's, it is a fire in my bones that is just, I can't say it enough. I can't talk about it enough. And so um, the, the hows come whenever I love people and I'm grateful for, there was no so scripture good, that these guys packed around saying, let me share with you this scripture and let's go verse by verse. I once was lost. Now I'm found. I once, let me tell you what he brought me out of, what he did for me and what he's doing for me. There's not this great method. Mm-hmm. There are tactics. There are and if you don't know how to Google, let's learn how to Google because there are ways to share the gospel all over. There's the Roman road. There's the three circles. There's a guy named Ray Comfort who walks around with um, Kirk Cameron. And he, he just shares and he talks with people and he just asks great questions that are leading and not trying to set people up, but really convinces them of their sin, convinces them they need a savior, and convinces them of what they're supposed to do. And it's like, that was really simple. Well, why does he do that? 
This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... We all go through different seasons, whether you're a college student figuring out the new routine of this fall semester, or you just got engaged and you're in the process of planning your wedding, or you're a mama and your home is filled with kiddos. It is so important, no matter what season we're in, that we learn how to rest well, not only physically and getting good sleep, but mentally throughout the day while we're awake, that we're resting well. And the Calm app prioritizes this and wants to help you do this. That is why I've partnered with them. And so you who are listening, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash herd. So go to calm.com slash herd for 40% off unlimited, y'all, unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash herd. Let's learn how to rest well while we're asleep and while we're awake. what the Lord has done for you, you can't help but be grateful. And when you can't help but be grateful, you can't help but you can't help but tell people about it. That's you right. can't help but your life be That's right. a, a picture like God says in Ephesians two that we are examples of his wealth of grace and kindness mm-hmm. and mercy. Mm-hmm. And you your life can't help but look like an example of how good God has been whenever you're you can't keep it to yourself. And and even going back to not caring what people think, like when I really love people, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is not self-seeking. And when I'm consumed with what people are thinking of me, I'm consumed with me. I'm consumed with myself and what I'm per- being perceived as. And when I love people, it's like I mm-hmm. I don't have room to be filled with myself. Like That's there right. Isn't, I That's can't right. be occupied with more. And I, I want... To, to, I want you to share some stories because because you live filled with gratitude and because you are filled with love for people and for the Lord and it's just real. You have stories because you live mm. this out. This isn't just a podcast to mm. sound good or more people to listen. Like this is just a a conversation about the life that you're living mm. every single day. Mm. And so I want you to share with people like a couple of stories of when you've shared the gospel. And I want you to share um, times where people have responded in a way that like they, they agreed with you and they were encouraged and times where people have responded and they didn't, they couldn't have had a care in the world about what you wanted to say. And Mm. I want y'all to hear this because sometimes we see successfully sharing your faith with somebody as though they respond with you and agree. And that's not the case. We, I love in first John five, three, where John says that those who love God obey God. And because I love him, because Mm. I'm grateful, I'm going to be obedient and share with everybody in an unashamed way of this faith, of this fact that I've been saved by grace through faith. I'm going to be obedient in that because I love God and because I love people and mm. because I'm grateful. And sometimes though, we see it as though we failed whenever they respond a certain way mm. and that you, that's simply not true. Mm. And so can you share a couple of stories of times you've shared with people, your faith and different responses you've gotten? Mm. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. And before I share the stories, you be, you become good at what you practice and what yeah. you prepare for, and 
if my life is spent on TV and watching just stuff, I'm let's just say I watch Chopped all the time, and let's just say I watch any kind of cooking show. Uh, I love to cook, and guess what I learn by watching? I learn different things to cook and different things to try. And I get a recipe and I try it and I try it and I try it. I tried forever getting my ribs down on my green egg. I love my green. And so it's like, I'm going to practice and I'm going to practice and I'm going to practice. And whenever, if I really want to share the gospel with people, I mentally prepare, spiritually prepare. And I prepare, okay, what would I say if they said this? How would I do, what what would my response be? If they ask this. And so I just start the day praying for opportunities. I have my head on a swivel and I pray for opportunities. And I was in sales for a long time. And so I know the art. There really is an art of just casual conversation. But you don't have to have any kind of training in talking to people. It's like I there's there have been times I've shared at the gas station. And I'm sitting there getting gas and somebody will pull up and yeah, you got anything you want me to pray about (laughs) at the gas pump? And so, you know, sometimes it's like, no, (laughs) or it's like, what? And so there, but there's times that they're just, I, I can't believe you just asked that at the gas station. Let me tell you. And then they start opening their hearts and gas stations, um, restaurants, a waiter can't leave. They've got to come back to the table, a a cashier. I mean, they're standing there checking your stuff out. I like self-checkout. I mean, it's, it's all right, but I really like engaging with the little lady behind the cash register. She's going to give me something to pray about. I'm going to ask her about the Lord. Tell me about your season and how you're doing it. And, and sometimes it's like, no, I gave up on that a long time ago. So to give you an example, um, I met a waitress at a restaurant and, we we just made it a plan to to ask her before she brought our food mm-hmm. hey or when she brought our food i said you have anything you want us to pray about i have a great friend named larry watkins that i worked with for 3 years and doing just discipleship with men and he started doing it. i saw that and i was like wow i'm going to do that and so i just started asking people for, for a prayer request you hey we're going to pray for our food do you have anything you want us to pray about yeah. and this lady, she goes, she started tearing up and she said, I'm not going to make my car payment Friday. And I'm like, okay, we'll wow. pray about that. And the guys I was with, we made sure she made her car payment. And so it was not this, well, we're fixing to cut this big. No, I just handed it to her and said, want you to know we love you. I don't know you, um, but we just wanted to bless somebody today. And she started crying. And guess what? When I go back in there, man, I'm getting drinks and food faster than anybody in the whole place. She's making sure my queso never goes in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Never my queso never goes empty. And it's like she is really taking care of us. Well I just kept going back and I asked her, I said, let's grab lunch one day. And I don't have lunch with a lot of women, but my wife knew her and trusted us. And so it was like, okay, I'm gonna have lunch with this girl. And so get in the get in there and start sharing Christ with her. And you have to know that sharing the gospel is not always someone giving their life to the gospel yeah. or um, and then all of a sudden becoming an evangelist by Tuesday. You're, you're, there's different roles of a farmer. 
Some farmers That's plow, some farmers yeah. plant, some farmers harvest. They cut the, and it's like, okay, what am I doing today? God, whatever I'm doing, I'm just going to know how to do all of them. <laughs> I'm going to be a planter. I'm going to be a waterer, or I'm going to be a harvester. And so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to plant seeds. Cause I know this girl is not, she doesn't know the Lord. Yeah. And so I get in conversation with her at lunch that day. And she's like, yeah, I heard about, and she had such a bad relationship with men that she didn't want to hear about a man named Jesus. So like, it was just another mm-hmm. man. I said, let me just tell you about it, the difference in this man. And she walked away thanking me, but, not ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I pray for whoever comes along next to water the seed I planted. And she thinks back and says, ah, that bearded dude that loved me enough to pay for my car. And it's like, pay my car note and to bring me to lunch. And it was a planning that she rejected. She wasn't ready. And it was a sad thing. It was a scary thing. It wasn't sad on me, but I was like, man, Because you go to Matthew 22, where it talks about the great wedding banquet, and there's these invitations being sent out. And they get, and the king has thrown a party, and I want you to come. And they're like, no, I'm good. I got work to do. I'm busy. That's not a good thing. And so it makes, it breaks my heart whenever those kind of things happen. But they happen all the time. The more you share Christ, the more people reject. It's just a given. Jesus said, the path is narrow. That leads to life. It's wide that leads to destruction. Every, I mean, many are choosing it. And so that narrow path is very slim that people say, I want to really die, learn how to do this and do this for the rest of my life. So there was another story of a, Mm -hmm. of a guy I met in Vietnam and a, a buddy of mine, Larry Watkins and I are walking down the road and talking about this very thing, why people don't share the gospel, why people say yes to Christ give their lives to him, surrender, and never talk about it. And I'm just like, you know, and I thought they're not either grateful or they don't love people. And so it made me keep going back to that. In that, I met, while we're walking down the road, a group of Vietnamese kids come up and they're 18 to 25. And we start talking about the Lord and they were like, what? He forgives sins? He he died and rose from the grave and he's coming back to get it. Whenever Jesus said in Luke 10 two, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask yeah. the Lord to send workers into the harvest. And then after he leaves the woman at the well, he said, Hey, the harvest is ripe. It's ripe. It's ready for the picking. Yeah. I'm going to go find people that are like, What? There's a man named Jesus that rose from the grave. They're out there. They exist. They're alive right now. But we as workers are supposed to go find them. And in that season of that guy giving his life to Christ and saying, I believe in this Jesus. I've stayed in touch with him for the past year and a half. And he's in Vietnam and he wants me to come see his family. But that wouldn't have happened if we don't open our mouths and share and talk about it. So those are two examples. One that was just not, not ready. No, I'm not, I'm just not ready because I don't usually share the gospel and say, Hey, if you just raise your hand or say a prayer, no, it's, this costs you your life. Mm -hmm. You're dying to everything. And it's a very expensive, this is not a, Hey, I'm gonna raise my hand, give my life to Christ. What are we doing for lunch? 
I'm yeah. signing up. I mean, when in Second Corinthians chapter five, where it says you're an ambassador of the King, in Second Timothy two two, where it says that you're a soldier in this army. This is a battle and a war and a fight, and you are dead to the old man. You do not live that way any longer. Mm-hmm. It is pursuing the com- the commands of the commander in chief. And whenever people hear the gospel and we candy coat it and make it to where it's like, oh no, just, you know, now just go love people and try, cut a check, serve somewhere in the church. It's kind of like, ah. Jesus like, I want soldiers. I want warriors ready to give their life. How about Afghanistan? Who wants to go to Afghanistan? Right now, if you could, get on a plane and go to Afghanistan and share Christ and you might die. And we're worried about being laughed at. So it's like, I have to really know that I surrendered all. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is, but Jesus, like, people are saying, like, like, we want to come follow you, Jesus. And he's and um or or Jesus is saying like come follow me and and I think that's actually two stories I'm referring to but in both stories it's either Jesus is responding to those saying I want to come follow you and he's saying like foxes have dens mm. and, but I I don't have a place to lay my head like we're we're on a mission here yeah. and then in the time when Jesus is saying hey come follow me and then the you have the different responses of well I have to go bury my father or I have to go and like what was it like? I had to go push the plow or something. Just like let let the dead bury their own dead. Like he he's like we're on a mission. Like yeah. he said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And whenever mm-hmm. you do so, whenever you love me more than your wife, than your brother, than your sister, than your own life, like you are going to be repaid multiple times here on earth and with eternal life to come. And when you have that eternal mindset and you really love God and you really know that this is worth it. Mm. It's like what Paul said, like my life, he said, my life is worth nothing to Mm. me unless Mm. I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by Jesus, Mm. the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And dad, I'm just so glad that you've like, you've been so bold to share with people your heart and your love for his word and just the day by day living out of your faith. Because I really hope that people listening are encouraged to know that like, I think sometimes we overcomplicate loving people and we overcomplicate being bold and living out what we are grateful for and what we know to be true. It really is just making the most of every opportunity mm-hmm. and, and being obedient and fully present in the day to day. And I just really love mm. you. I'm really thankful that you came on the podcast. I'm today. so glad I came on the podcast. And thinking about Jesus, whenever you just said that about denying yourself and picking up your cross, who was Jesus thinking about when he was picking up his cross? Mm. It's like he was thinking about others when he was carrying his cross. He was thinking about you yeah. and me. And Whenever he says, deny yourself, if, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be my follower, deny yourself, pick up your cross. We think of wh- whenever we pick up our cross, what it's going to cost me. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to say no to this. I'm going to have to give up that. I'm gonna have to give up. It's like, no, pick up your cross for others. It's an 
others event. It is a you event. It is a world, a nation's event of picking up your cross and following him. And it's not about, well, it's going to cost my mama. I got to go back to my dad and check out the farm. And I got to, they're going to laugh at me and they're going to no. It's like, do I love you enough to pick up this cross and to share this with you? Man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. I'll, Dad, I hope this is the first of many. First of 1,111. <laughs> first of 1,111. Stay in tune, folks, for the other 1,110. Come and... <laughs> Y'all, I love you so much. Mm. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to these videos just talking about God's Word and different topics. Sometimes it's just me, and other times we have stellar people like my dad on um, every single Wednesday. So be sure and subscribe. Comment down below how you are encouraged today. And if you're listening via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, and share it with your people. Mm. And also, I challenge you in this. Go and share your faith today. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 28, go therefore. Like you've heard all of this and it was there for you to be encouraged to go and tell people about the Lord. Tell people about who he is. Tell people about why you're grateful for how he has saved you. Tell people about Jesus and know that he is with you. He is with you and you're not alone. You're empowered by his spirit to do what he's called you to do. Don't, don't wait. Don't waste the moments that are right in front of you. I believe you and I'm thankful for your life. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye guys. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.